Well, hello there, dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes with, of course, me, your host, Jacques Massey. Now, today is thoughts on, and I think this one is going to potentially ruffle some feathers, slash stir some thought, slash hopefully create uh, a little bit of positive change in your lives. Again, as I said at the start of every single Thoughts On podcast, this is simply my thoughts on a topic at this point in time. Uh, I'm very willing to change my ideas. I'm very willing to hear other arguments, to have debates, um, to have uh, open, I guess, open rhetoric about the, the topic I'm talking about. This isn't uh, like a fixed belief for me. I'm not attached to any of these ideas. They are not me. Uh, but I really see the value in sharing my thoughts on specific topics and hopefully promoting more open uh, discussions um, in an attempt to find a middle way that kind of works for everyone uh, and enables us to live more peacefully, um, more aligned with one another, and uh, I guess more in a way that is conducive to solutions, is conducive to actually accomplishing things, and is less uh, focused on just finding problems, shouting each other down, and I guess ending up in this kind of spiraling decay almost, which is seems like society is at the moment. Uh, but in saying that, remember, pull out, gain some perspective. We are a hell of a lot better off now than we were 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 200 years ago. So just remember, it's the craziest things seem in the world right now, and they do seem pretty crazy. We're still in a pretty amazing place. And don't forget to be grateful for the little things that you have in your life. So anyway, let's dive into today's thoughts on. And I wanted to talk about a couple of ways that I've kind of been thinking we can eliminate cancel culture, tribalism, and I guess fake news or the stirring of fake news. The last topic, fake news, is much more complex than what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about it more from, I guess, an individual perspective. Uh, and more the the humanistic perspective, not necessarily the tech that's emerging in the kind of fake news area, which is a totally different podcast and way too advanced yet for me to fully comprehend. So anyway, I want to talk about three ways that I believe we can work towards uh, eliminating this need to cancel each other out simply because we don't agree with one another. Um, this idea of being so tribal and locked into specific ideas and thoughts that are actually not anything to do with us at all. We just feel like we need to attach to ideas and uh, to to consider another idea would go against everything that we believe in and, and our little tribe, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and again, fake news. And I wanted to tackle it from a perspective more of the tech side of things, not necessarily the, well, not the tech side of things, but the, the not like the emotional side of things uh, and not necessarily the individual perspective. So not based upon the decisions that you and I can make uh, in our own lives to become our own sort of sovereign individual and make our own decisions around what we subscribe to, what we listen to and how we act, but more so on a macro scale, how big tech companies, for example, could make the internet and the social media landscape much more conducive to open thought, open idea, open communication, and less of this kind of cancelling tribal uh, nature that we've kind of fallen into uh, at the moment. So those three ways, one is to go on a subscription model. 
So what I mean by this is instead of having these totally free social media platforms, things like Facebook and Instagram, TikTok and uh, Twitter, and I guess basically everything is, is free, um, to go instead to more of a subscription-based model. So something like your Netflix or your Spotify, or even to some extent LinkedIn, uh, which has you know paywalls to, to basically to advertise or to accomplish certain things on the platform. And by doing that, these big tech companies rely less upon the revenue that they make from advertising, or in fact, rely completely on the revenue they make from subscriptions. And what this does is it kind of eliminates the need to send people down these crazy, crazy rabbit holes where they're basically hooked on the internet, going deeper and deeper into their darkest possible thoughts and believing in crazy conspiracies. QAnon is a prime example. And instead, they subscribe to a platform because they actually enjoy interacting on, similar to what you might do if you'd subscribe to a news network like The Economist, for example. You know that when you go onto The Economist, they're making their revenue, um, or Spotify's another good example, or Netflix even, they're making their revenue from your money that you pay to subscribe. So you don't have to uh, worry so much that the content that they're showing to you is just there to catch your attention and send you down a rabbit hole so that they can advertise all these crazy products to you. Let me know your thoughts on that, but I feel like that would eliminate a lot of this need that big tech platforms have to send people down these kind of tribal platforms or these tribal directions and ultimately end up in echo chambers and cancel anyone out that they, they don't want to listen to. Um, and I think this would help a lot with this kind of woke capitalism that we're seeing in the world nowadays where everyone feels like uh, if you don't agree with the quote-unquote right thing to do or the right way to treat people, that you are instantly cancelled off the internet. Um, and I think it would also help with this far right movement, which is, I think, in my opinion, a reaction to this rise of woke capitalism on, I guess, the left side of the political spectrum is you end up with the right trying to balance that out. So you end up with all these, you know, uh, potentially white supremacists, um, angry, um, right-leaning individuals who are sick and tired of being cancelled, so to speak. And I, I feel like a subscription-based model would eliminate this need for, regardless of where you fit on the political spectrum, I'm not arguing right for either side. I think somewhere in the middle is, is tends to be the best way to be. Um, but regardless of where you are on the political spectrum, um, having these avenues that you can go down and get lost in and end up in these little echo chambers, believing in the craziest of ideals, um, and resulting in this need to cancel someone out who believes in the opposite or something slightly different to you, I feel like a subscription model would really, really help um, cut that first step out and enable um, enable us to think more clearly and have more open discussions with one another. But let me know what you think about that. Feel free to reach out to me if you want to um, have a discussion about it or you have different ideas on it. The second one is decentralized control. So what I mean by this and why I think this is such an important topic is, um, and obviously I'm a little bit biased because I'm a big believer in blockchain and blockchain projects more generally, um, but this idea that no one single entity controls free speech or people's ideas, I think it's pretty important. Um, and we've seen this kind of flexing of control happen throughout 2020 and into 2021. Uh, you know, President Trump's obviously, or ex-President Trump, um, um, is is obviously a prime example of that. And 
believe me when I say I think Trump is an absolute madman, and I think uh, the decision to remove him, although it seems like it was the correct decision to make, and you know that he is a very divisive person, and the the state in which he's brought America to is is terrifying to say the least. The the it's more the concept that un- underlines that idea of having the power you know that a few and a few men which is what they are basically as as young middle-aged men in in silicon valley have the power to if they want completely remove someone uh from the world's view essentially because we we see everything in the internet now that is somewhat terrifying and the way i like to think about this and i did a podcast on this a little while ago is consider that whoever takes charge of say twitter or facebook or google or any of those platforms in the future is a populist madman or a populist madwoman and they decide to cancel out ideas that are more right um, in the grand scheme of things or more just towards people in the grand scheme of things imagine that situation that's terrifying right you, you basically have individuals who have total power over who can and can't speak or whose ideas can and can't be shared. That's scary. And one of the ways that I think that we can get away from this, and it's really interesting to see Jack Dorsey from Twitter pushing more and more for this as well, because he understands, I believe, that he should not hold as much power as he does, uh, which is a testament to the kind of person he is. But is to move into this world of decentralized social media. So platforms which are not governed by one individual, they are in fact governed by hundreds or thousands of nodes, basically um, um, the blockchain computer system around the world. So no one person has total control of it. The entire platform is decentralized. And this will enable people to still speak, to still communicate, to still hold free speech, to still regulate each other. and not be completely cancelled out because you might say, okay, yeah, great job, but what if you actually do have some crazy person um, that is able to build some sort of following? Um, Shouldn't they be cancelled out? And my argument to that would be when you have a decentralised system, it's basically the people's choice who is um, allowed to kind of uh, be given more airtime and who isn't. So you enable the whole system to speak with one another to sort out who should be and shouldn't be speaking, not just one or two individuals. And also when you have a system where one or two individuals can just cancel someone completely out or kind of eliminate their account from from the world or or their, their profile from the world, what happens to all the people that follow that person? They feel instantly alienated and this pushes them against a wall and results in more violence, more aggression, more kind of um, of this bipartisan world that we're falling into. So I think decentralized control is really important. And I can see this happening within the next 10 to 20 years. But let me know your thoughts on that one as well. And the last one, which I think might get a bit of pushback, is influencers. Um, I'm not a big believer in the whole influencer culture. And not to say that the people who have built businesses off the back of um, generating huge audiences um, are not 
uh, intelligent or smart or, or, or right or wrong to do so. I just feel like the problem with influencing, especially on a platform that is based upon getting views and getting comments and getting clicks is quite often that inherent need for human beings to fall into this trap of greed, to get more views, to get more likes, to make more money, um, results in people releasing content to the world that one, isn't accurate, two, is insanely divisive, and three, uh, just builds upon cancel and tribal culture. It just stirs people up. It gets reactions. And I just really feel like we need to look at the influencer culture more generally and maybe consider completely scrapping it all together. Like for people out there who have built something, who have created something that adds real value to people's lives. So an example of this, you know, my friend Kat John, who just recently got on the podcast, you know, she's built an audience off the back of contributing and giving to people, actually providing value. I think those people deserve to have their audiences because they're building something, they're creating something, they're adding value to people's lives. But then you get these influencers who are just literally there to be divisive, to create reaction, to create arguments. And I don't think that kind of person is contributing anything to the world. I think we really need to look at influencer culture more generally and consider completely eliminating um, the idea of making money off the back of influencing people's decisions uh, in a way that is not contributory whatsoever to their lives and is only creating um, more anger and more divisiveness on the internet. Um, but anyway, those are kind of my three thoughts around ways that we can kind of eliminate this cancel culture and this tribalism. And I guess more broadly, fake news, which is a lot of the time promoted by these influencers. So those three, just to recap, subscription-based models for social medias, uh, decentralized control, so not one, uh, or two, or three people control the entirety of the social media landscape, uh, and the removal or the rethinking of how uh, influencers are able to thrive and succeed on social media. Anyway, guys, that's it for thoughts on this week. Let me know uh, what you think about that. Feel free to send me DMs. Feel free to leave comments below in any of the little videos I leave on Instagram. Um, or feel free to leave a review or a rating, uh, hopefully a five-star rating. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, guys, much love. See you next time. Hello again, friend. Thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, huge favor to ask you, can you please leave a five-star rating, leave a comment, leave a review, and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively. Uh, each and every rating and, the, and review that we get on Apple Podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes. <laughs>